hello and welcome to another episode of the Scott McKenna Podcast. Appreciate you being here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Today's episode is going to be all about networking, building relationships, and just how important that is. And there was nobody better to have on this episode than my good friend, business partner, friend, fellow worship leader, all these things, Pablo Farnan. Pablo, welcome. Hey, hey, how we doing? <laughs> good to be here. So Pablo is obviously a guest on the episode today, but in general, the goal is that Pablo will be co-hosting or being a part of almost all the shows that happen on this podcast. The only reason he hasn't been yet is because our schedules haven't been able to link up when we actually need to record and just really wanted to get the podcast off the ground running so that it existed. But uh, you'll definitely hear his voice more often. We got a good cup of coffee here. We're just enjoying a freezing cold day in Pennsylvania. It's the Northeast for you. I'm just ready for (laughs) winter to be over. I like winter. I don't mind winter when it is snowing a blizzard, but I don't like winter when it's just cold because cold is just just not good. Cold never seems as cold when it's actually snowing. I think it should (laughs) snow or it should just be warm. That's kind of my my thought. But we are going to talk about a little bit about networking and relationships. Um, Obviously, not all of you know who Pablo is, but anyone that does know Pablo and anyone that's ever interacted knows that there's probably no one better than just building relationships with the most random people. And I say random in a manner that he goes into any relationship or any initial greeting with somebody and he just builds friendships. And that is the reason that he's had success in anything that he's done. And it is the reason why so many people don't have any success in what they do, because that's just hard for people. So we are going to get right into that topic. But first, I thought it'd be cool because a podcast can be longer. I thought it'd be cool to kind of go back from the beginning to about six or seven years ago now, uh, maybe six years ago, when we actually met, because the whole reason we met in general is about this topic. It's about the idea of him reaching out and just being an easygoing person. So that's kind of where I wanted to start. 2013 is when we first met. But before we even started with there, a little context for people to understand before 2013. So when you were like 13 years old, basically. I was just born, actually. You were just born, really. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Before that time, give a little context. How did you, what was life like before 2013 when we met? Yeah. So um, before, like, so I graduated for a little context for people. I graduated in 2012 uh, from high school. So that's when I was just finishing up that. So I was about 17, 18 years old. I was, I still am actually. Um, But I was very, very young and I was attending the church that Scott ended up coming back to uh, over in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania there. And I was actually in the uh, the congregation just listening and enjoying. I've always played music, but I wasn't sure where I could fit in. Obviously, I was fairly new to the church, and and uh, you know, my dad actually saw in the pamphlet that they had or the uh, the what they were giving out on in the little book. Whatever you call those papers that you get out of church programs. I don't programs. know. Whatever connection they, cards, connection. maybe <laughs> whatever they are. <laughs> and uh, but he saw that they needed a drummer, and he turns to me and he goes, "Hey, you you, you drum right?" And I was like, "Dad, never never drummed in my life, so I don't know." how we could do that. But he said that, um, you know, why don't you give it a shot? (laughs) So I said, okay. I ended up trying out and I just learned, you know, very basic stuff of how to do that. But that's ended up how I ended up meeting you because that's the same time you were moving back from Arizona and I met you playing there. And so, yeah, like, like you were saying to answer your question, 2012, graduated high school and I was very young and I was trying to find my way, uh, especially since college was not on the top of my list to, to get involved in at the time. So yeah, 2013, I was, um, on staff at a church, not actually on staff for a worship leader. I was actually on staff for a tech position. Um, and then it just so happened that I got thrown into being the worship leader because of a sickness from the worship leader. So long story short, 
um, Pablo reached out to me and said, I saw you were looking for a drummer. And the good thing about that time is that we were so low on people that there were really no expectations going in, <laughs> nope. which was obviously fantastic from your standpoint. But the competition was slim. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's so much easier to get a job when there's very few people that are obviously doing it. Um, but also, regardless whether you knew the drums or not, you obviously had rhythm. You obviously knew music, so the drums were kind of more of you never really played them. But we're pretty confident that you could do a good job, and sure. which you did. We were kind of at similar points in very different stages of life, but. I was obviously moving back into a new role and and I was doing music. You were also doing music just kind of in a very different way. Yep, definitely. Um, but we both had a musical background, both had kind of a business background. You were already, you know, kind of full speed into wanting to do something out of high school. I was, yeah, because I was basically, as soon as I finished high school, I ended up starting to get into business. And that's when I was like, I was going to go to college for business like administration and all that. Um, but I, I, my, I started a business at the exact same time, not really knowing what I was doing, but I started and, uh, it ended up that a lot of my appointments for this business, I ended up was like, my classes were getting in the way. <laughs> and so I ended up talking to Stupid my parents. School. Yeah. School can do that for you. So I, I talked to my parents and I brought the idea to them. I said, listen, do you mind if I go into business. I know I'm young. I know it's it's risky, but like anything in my opinion is risky. But uh, I ended up asking them and they said, you know what, Pablo, we we trust you. We think that this is something that you can give it a shot and you know, you're young and you could try it and school will be there, you know, if, if it's something that you need to turn back to. So I said, okay, cool. Um, and I, I just, I've never gone to school ever since. It's interesting too, because that's we, we both weren't big school fans and we both are doing what we love. So this is not like to say if you are currently in school, you're wasting your time. No, no, no. But I hope this whole encouragement of what we do in business and the business that we're growing is an encouragement that if you are somebody that feels like school's not for you or wondering if it is, know that it's not the only avenue that you have to go without question. I think there are certain things obviously school's vital for if you're going to something that needs a degree, but... I think that passion and just de determination to do something well goes a lot further than a degree regardless. I agree. I think school is um, a tool, you know, that you should use. Like if you're going to be a doctor, like get a degree, you know what I mean? You're not going to do too well without that. But yeah. but if, if you want to learn something, I, I found that like in high school, a lot of the subjects that we talked about, um, I didn't didn't resonate with me. It had no like gain for me personally. Um, but as soon as I finished school and I wanted to learn something, I would immerse myself on YouTube or Google, or I would talk to somebody who's actually doing it out in the field and, and spend time with them for free. I would just do whatever I could to learn. Um, and then I ended up really learning that way rather than sitting in a classroom, learning from someone that I wasn't sure even knew exactly yep. what they were talking about. But school's not bad, but it's just not for everybody. And it's still one of the best ways you possibly can learn to this day is to shadow people, to be around people that are doing what you want to do. Uh, more than anything, I think the idea of being an intern for free with somebody doing what you dream to do for six months is so much more education than a four-year degree these days in certain fields. Like I said, not all fields, but the idea of shadowing somebody that is doing extremely well in, in a video production world or a photography world, if you're a person that actually absorbs and learns that way, which I sure am, me just doing something is the best way that I that I learn. That's hands-on, yeah. 
So what I want to talk about in today's episode specifically is about building relationships. It's about networking. It's obviously the reason we met because of you obviously not being afraid to reach out. But it's a thing I think so many people struggle with so hard. So many people are obviously afraid of whether it is just reaching out to someone for the first time or how to continue a conversation, how to like actually just have a random conversation with people. And yet, regardless of any business you're in or any field you're in, if you cannot do those things, you don't have a chance. No. Because relationships are everything. And there are people that can get by by just doing really, 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 really good work and hoping that some jobs come their way. But overall, to build a business and to actually work with a lot of companies and a lot of people, you better know how to do this well. That's exactly right. And I think the other thing, too, is just that, like, I feel like people, they fall into the idea that the transaction is Mm -hmm. like the main part of it. Like, I need to make money. And yes, we all do. But I feel like if you actually shift your focus over to the relationship side of it and you actually show that you care and you actually ask them what their name is and how many kids they have and, you know, Mm -hmm. how long they've been in business and all these things, I feel like if you actually show that, then they start to actually trust you and like you. That's Mm -hmm. a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. And then the moment that you're in, the moment that they smile, (laughs) you not only have them from that point on, but you're also showing them like, listen, I'm real. I actually care. And then they want to do business with you from that point forward. And I think the relationship is, is what really gets you repeat business more than anything. Cause I think you can, you can advertise to an extent as much as you want and you can sell yourself as much as you want before anyone talks to you. And essentially you can get some work out of it. But if they do one job with you and you're either really hard to work with or you're just awkward, no offense to a lot of you videographers that are listening, some of you people are just weird. And I don't really, <laughs> and, and I know that it's not necessarily your fault, but I just encourage you, if you're a person that's like, man, conversations, reaching out, cold calls, that's just not me, you, you better make it you. Because yep. you don't have an option. And, and and here's the thing. If it really isn't for you, you might want to look into getting a business partner that that does like that stuff because Mm -hmm. you're just going to have a hard time in this industry if you can't work with people. I want to talk about, so we, you're releasing currently, you're in the midst of this video series that you're releasing that is all about networking. It's about eye contact, the idea of how to start conversations from scratch. And I wanted to dive into those a little bit more. I want to talk first of all about just the, the way to approach someone. I think the scariest thing for most people is just going into a relationship with someone they don't know and getting to that awkward silence. Like you've, you've said, hello, how are you? Good, good. How are you? And then you're like, oh crap, now what? And if they don't continue the conversation, you have no clue what to do. Right. Yeah. I I think that's, it's something that I enjoy because every single person you come across is a new opportunity to try. It's, it's a new opportunity for you to be like, okay, lots of opportunities. Yeah. yeah, Well, there's a lot of people out there. So, (laughs) and you tend to, you know, come across them and, and yes, you can avoid them. Like if you're in the supermarket or if you're out or whatever, yes. Can you put your head down, look at your shoes and not talk to anybody? Of course you can. But I think I look at every single person as an opportunity to, to become either not only just like a possible lead for, for business or for anything like that, but a new friend, you know, and you never know what that could lead to for anything. So yeah, as far as like cold speaking to people, I guess you could call it something I like to do. I do. I like to do a lot of different things, but I mean, the one biggest thing I like to do is just ask a lot of questions because I feel like sometimes you're scared and you, you feel like you need to, to say everything or, or, you know, randomly, and you're not sure what to do. So I think if you can practice the lingo and practice just like the couple basic questions of, of things like, you know, where are they from? or, you know, what do they do for work or what do they like to do? Or, you know, what's something that if you could be doing anything, what would you be doing? One thing you have to realize a lot of people's favorite topics 
is themselves. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, said, the easiest way to strike up a conversation is to ask questions. About that. Everyone will always start talking that's, about that's themselves. That's exactly it. And so if you stick to that and learn some good general questions that you can ask them and genuinely listen, that's the thing. Right. You're not asking and then you're just sitting there and not caring. You want to actually look at them and like really take it in and understand what they do, what they like to do, so that you can start to cater the conversation towards what they like. Right. Um, and naturally, they're going to walk away and be like, that guy was pretty cool. Like, you know, I like and that I, guy. And I think the key too, though, like you said, the the idea of actually listening and actually caring is also the part that a lot of people can miss. Oh, yeah. I think people can sniff out very quickly whether or not you are in a conversation for something or you're actually genuinely interested in it. Right. And that comes with not just practice of doing it, but that comes with sacrifice of saying, this is going to take some of my time. But it's worth it. And oh, that's yeah. not easy for people, especially in a busy world where everybody thinks that they are nonstop busy and they're on to this, they're on to this. A simple conversation with a cashier with random people is just not on their radar. Nope. And, you know, there are times that, you know, I naturally will we'll be out somewhere and I'll walk to my car just as we're naturally going back. And then you suddenly aren't there and you're, you know, talking with some random person. <laughs> that's what I do. And, <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what you obviously do so well. And so many people just look at it and they're kind of like, Oh, it's a waste of time. What, you know, what is, what am I going to get out of it? But when you go in with that selfish, that selfish thought, mm-hmm. the conversation never goes anywhere because you're kind of just trying to get out of it. Right. And you broke it down into four, four letters or four, what was the word you broke it down to? Yeah. It's an acronym that I use. So like, just like you were saying, like, obviously, Obviously, everybody knows, most people know how to say, hello, how you doing? Right. When you get past that initial right. part. W- yeah. What do you say? Because a lot of people don't know what to say or what to, like, you know, it, it gets confusing sometimes and it can be scary for some people, which I understand. Um, but something that I found that seems to work, it's called FORM. It's an acronym that I've used. Um, and it just stands for F is fa- for family. So you just talk about things along the lines of like, you know, where are you from? What's your background? You know, where's your family from? Nationalities, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, obviously, we live in America, so that's a place, you know, at least here, um, well, actually, almost any country around the world, you can talk about where you're from and different, a lot of people live in different places. So family is huge. Um, after that, O, you st- it stands for occupation, which is just, what do you do? You know, how long you've been doing that for? You know, do you like what you do? What's the commute look like for you? You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of questions you can ask. R, recreation. What do you like to do? What are your, some of your hobbies? Oh, you golf. Oh, I do too. You know, like there's just so many, yeah. you know, well, that's great. What do you like to golf? And then, you know, you can just start to, I can find questions just about with anything, but you start to develop that mm-hmm. over time and then they're talking for a half hour and then you're late to your next point. I mean, there's yeah. like, you know, it, it happens, but, and then finally M, motivation. That's if you get to this point. I mean, sometimes right. you're sometimes already- conversation it's been a half hour you're and you're still in, a family yeah. i made it sound quick but like sometimes it takes you know an hour for this I just, just to get to about your family man yeah, yeah. Come on, Nora. <laughs> he's like this is my life story yeah uh, no yeah but and, and here in wegmans you know or the supermarket you know what i mean but motivation m uh stands just for you know what do you like to do if you could be doing anything what would you be doing what's the dream because a lot of people i feel are you know doing something just because they need to be doing it not mm-hmm. necessarily because they want to be doing it and so sometimes if you open that up sometimes they like to talk about man if i could do anything i'd be doing this or you know like i want to get to this point or whatever so that's just a simple acronym that i found seems to work um with specifically cold you know people that you haven't met before and all that and and like i said if you ask them a lot of questions they'll usually answer you yeah it's a good at least fallback and structure especially if you're someone you know you don't necessarily at this point go into a conversation thinking about the acronym because you're naturally just so good at that right but for somebody that's new to it that's that's a great way to start because it gives you something to talk about the whole thing too is like you said you're not 
you're not always going to get to the R or the M. You may not even get to the O. You may get to all of them in five minutes by not realizing. It's not that you're kind of going through the checklist. It's more of here's some good starting points. Because like you said, usually ask people a couple questions and it will turn into a lot more conversation and it'll go off. And it's just it's a good place to at least start to have an idea when when everyone stops talking, which happens if you talk to a shy person, you better keep talking yeah and that's just that's just a really good thing but first of all just going in caring enough and saying i'm going to put the time aside goes a huge way goes a long way i should say to just building a relationship but by building the relationship that they see like oh this dude actually cares Mm -hmm. and then you meet up with them again you talk some more you talk some more it eventually leads to something but i think too many people go into the conversation like okay, I'm meeting this random supermarket guy. Right. There's no business opportunity for me and I don't need any more friends. It's pointless. Right. But you don't know. No, you don't. Like you don't know who anybody's parents are, friends are, sisters are. Right. They could be somebody that even by you just being a kind person mm-hmm. and they go home and tell their brother who's the CEO of the massive, massive corporation. Yeah. I met this random dude who was like super nice. He gave me a card. I don't even know what he does. And he's like, oh, he does video. Sweet. We need a video. You're right. Conversation. There people just overthink like, is this person, first of all, all people yeah. are important. For like, sure. And that's something, we, you know, we have to first of all get away from as selfish people. I'm naturally a selfish person sometimes that doesn't want to have a long conversation. Sure. But no, I think that's some great tips to be able to actually start with and to just get a conversation going out. It, it's hard for people. On that same token, there's obviously the side of ending a conversation. Yes. That's the one that I think I find harder. Sure. How do you gracefully end a conversation with somebody yep. without being like, ah, oh, my sister's calling. Good to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got her up. <laughs> sometimes go. you have to, you know, if you're, on, if you're going somewhere, sometimes you have to end a meeting it's mm-hmm. or, or a conversation. Yeah, I'm going to actually, it's funny you ask, I'm actually going to be making a video specifically on that, literally that, how to end a conversation. Because I mean, now the thing is, there's so many ways of doing it. But I think one thing that I like to do is to just let them know, honestly, like I like to be as honest as possible, let them know like what I have to do, where I'm headed, where like, I, you know, okay, I, I just, listen, it's 3.30, I got I have an appointment I got to get to, but listen, it was great talking to you. You know, um, let me do this. When's a good time for me to give you a call or to give you a text right. or, to, or something like that so that they feel like, oh, okay, he actually wants to connect with me, but right. he just is busy right this second, you know, because that's the thing. We live in a, in a, really busy world and we have all, all of us have families and obligations and and work and stuff we have to do, which is okay. But, um, I, I don't like to let people off the hook as best I can with, with them feeling like, oh, this guy's just another that doesn't care. And you know, he's too busy for me or whatever. Um, I like to let them know, like, is there any way, like, can I give you a call later? Can I text you later? Can I get, bring you for coffee sometime soon? You know, something along those lines, but yeah, being honest, like, listen, I really, you know, I just got to go. Like I got something going on. Yeah. And there's obviously, you know, certain times that you're not going to necessarily strike up long conversations. Right. I don't recommend that if you're obviously, if you're in line at a cashier and there's 20 people behind you, right. you start saying, so tell me about your family. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, <laughs> you're not going to be someone people really want to talk to very much. No. But there obviously are plenty of opportunities when you know, you know, there's nobody behind you. You can say a quick hello. It's amazing how many times the mood changes of people when you you know, you're really good at obviously mentioning names. And I, I've been trying a lot more that when I see a name tag, it's say, you know, Hi, Sarah. And they're like, wait, you know me? Yeah. But people love hearing their name. Like they do. It's and I'm awful at remembering people's names, but when I can see a name tag more consistently, then I remember it. Yep. And it's amazing how much more people connect. Like when we walk into Starbucks now, we're like, hey Zach. Yeah. And there's like, 
hey, it's God. Oh, sweet. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's not even about who you are. It's more that they feel excited that somebody knows them. Right. It's, it's their job to obviously know their customers. But when their customers come in and know them, mm-hmm. it's amazing for that. And it's it also a huge, like, that's what companies, I think, what good companies try to teach of just how important that is because the customer also loves hearing their name. Right. When you remember who they are, when you know their story, it goes a long way. And if it's something, especially if it's somewhere that you go often, it may be a little piece of a conversation every time you're there. Right. Right. And then if you're actually listening and caring, you're right. building context of that person all the time. That eventually, I, yeah. if you do find time to sit down right. with them, you're like, I remember you mentioning your family's from so and so. And then they're like, oh, dude. You listen, like <laughs> yeah. he actually knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true because I feel like I, one of my favorite things to do. It's kind of like a funny little game I play. Um, whenever I I go to a place pretty consistently or anything like that, I always try to remember the person's name. I do my best. You know, we well, mess, you know we mess up and we forget because there's so many people out there. But I try my best to remember their name so that the next time I go in there, I'm like, oh hey Sarah, how you doing? They're like, what was your name again? And they're like, oh I'm like, oh I'm Pablo. They're like, I should really know that by now. Yeah. And I'm like, that's okay, it's yeah. all right. You know, it's all good. But like, I but make, then they usually never forget it again. They never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then it's this thing where they constantly remember their name. And, and yeah, the, the biggest thing is that's like I call it the hot button. That's something that people love is to hear their name. Yep. They just love to hear it. And they know that that instant connect connection that you get once you say someone's name is huge, especially in conversation. And it's just so rare. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing how many people just have conversations and they're, you know, especially as a guy, you're saying, hey, man. Hey, bro. Hey, (laughs) like you're kind of never really saying people's name. You're kind of just naturally like, good to see you, man. We'll all talk. We'll catch up soon. See you, buddy. Like you just kind (laughs) of naturally that just simply I remember someone, um, you know, one of our old actual pastors that was so phenomenal at remembering people's names. Yep. Talked about how important it was that when you meet with somebody that say their name as many times as possible when you first meet with them. It goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Like when I say, oh, hey, what's your name? Pablo. I'm Scott. Good to meet you. So Pablo, tell me where you're from. Pablo. And as you say it over and over, your brain kind of just recognizes you put that face to that name. It's right. like the reason that I always say to people, usually I forget your name unless I see you on Facebook right. or my phone is because I'm constantly seeing your name next to your face. Yep. So the more and more times that I say it, it definitely helps where if you, if you get in a lazy mentality of for a while, and sometimes I'm still bad at this where I'll introduce myself to someone, they'll tell me their name. I naturally almost won't be listening to their name because right. I know that I'm just probably going to forget it. Right. But when you really try to make it a point to remember and somehow, I think he always to say too, the idea of trying to associate a person with either someone, you know, or some sort of situation helps. I don't know if you have any thoughts of how you remember people's names easier. Uh, one thing, well, yeah, no, of course. One thing I definitely do is I'm not, cause I've actually talked to my wife about this, where she said that sometimes she'll almost be afraid to ask their name again, because she thinks like, Oh, that they they already forgot my name yeah. like and I, I'm not afraid of that and I'm, I'm I'm like encouraging anybody out there that if if you're in a conversation and it's about to end and you're about to leave the person and you don't remember their name not being afraid to just be like what was your first name again what was yeah, your first name I don't think people expect you to remember no, that they quickly don't. and but but the fact that you ask yeah. and you're like oh my name's Jeff I'm like oh cool Jeff good to meet you man I'm, I'm Pablo again nice to meet you and then you end the conversation knowing right they're Jeff I'm Pablo and and it's nice to at least you know, show that you're like, okay, I want to know your name and really connect with you in that way. So that's something I do. I always do my best because, you know, sometimes 
you're you're five minutes into a conversation talking about your favorite restaurant, you forget their name. Like yeah. you know, so it's okay yeah, to ask. know exactly. I don't think anyone's ever offended when you say what was your name again when right. you just met them. 10 seconds ago <laughs> exactly nobody's right, yeah. thinking like dude forgot my name already like that's it'd be right. different if you've been going there for a year and every time you go you're like what was your name again yeah, yeah, then yeah. then you just don't care i think one of the biggest things i've kind of learned in in like networking and this idea of just building relationships is the fact that it just always makes sense to know as many people as you possibly can i was recently telling someone about how like the biggest job that i ever booked when i was kind of starting my business i ended up booking what was at that time i think and I'm just to be honest with you, I think it was like a $25,000 or $30,000 video job. I had like no experience whatsoever in retrospect looking at it. But the reason I got the job was because somebody else that had previously worked with me was referred by somebody else that I had previously just had a conversation with, hadn't done work for, and they recommended me just out of conversation. By them knowing me, they came across someone who was looking to do a big video job and they said, oh, I know someone named Scott. He does. You should talk to him. And a job came about simply not from an experience thing, not because they saw the work. They didn't even at all. Referrals Someone recommending that you should work with them goes a million times further than any sort of advertising you'll ever do. It's the most, I would say it's the most powerful yet cheapest form yeah. of advertisement. It's, it's, you are literally, I look at myself every single day, everything I do, every word I say, I am a walking billboard. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, no matter where you go, because it's, it's, you really don't know who you're talking to, who knows who, you don't know who owns what business, you don't know who is is a leader in your community, you just don't know who who's who. You have no idea. So I I think that's too high of a risk to not treat everybody well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Everything's I, being recorded too. Everything is right, exactly right. So uh, so the way I look at it is every single place I go with every single person no matter who they are, I don't care what they look like or anything, I treat every person as if they are just a blank slate and I'm excited just to see what they have and what they do and everything like that. Because I feel like you really don't know nowadays, especially I feel, you have no idea. And, and it's, it's safer to be 100% excited about each person rather than not excited about each person, I think. And I think social media, I mean, social media has proven the fact that, you know, the best, like you said, the cheapest and best form of advertising you can ever get is word of mouth. Right. And that's that's what social media is. Social media is people sharing, 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 sharing things. Yep. There's a reason that when you type in on Facebook that you're looking for something, it automatically now pops up the recommendation box and people can recommend people for it directly into Facebook now. Yep. We live in a social world where everything is being recorded these days. More and more people are vlogging. More and more people are nonstop doing Instagram stories, Snapchat. In 10 years from now, everything's going to be documented everywhere. Right. And so I'd much rather know that I'm like you said, I'm, I'm treating everybody the same way. The more and more PR there is about me, the better it is because it'll just show more and more opportunities of I'm a person that you want to work with. Right. You yeah, know, that's exactly right. And I think the biggest thing is you're, you're not, people always, I feel like get caught into the idea that they're selling a product or, or, or a service. I think you're selling an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, that people want to come back for. Like, yep. you know, that they want, they're like, oh man, I worked with that guy. That guy was awesome. He really helped me do this or that. And I feel like if you can sell that experience, but obviously you have to be the experience. People yep. are working with you, not the video that you gave them or not the pizza that you serve them or whatever, yeah. you know? I mean, if you think about a restaurant, you think about the last restaurant experience you went into, yep. you will much 
much more go right back to whether or not you'd ever go there again, not based on the, whether the food was good. No. You're going to go based on the fact that the experience, the, the waitress was awful or she was really good. Right. And the hostess was nice or they were awful. Yep. Like there are so many places that I go back to on a regular basis. I don't think Starbucks has the best coffee. No. But that's where we spend all our time and all our money drinking coffee. Oh, yeah. Because the experience is 10 times better than any other coffee shop in our area. Right. And it's just proof of how unbelievably important it is. Like you said, the experience you sell people is what actually makes people come back more than just simply saying, oh, I do a great video product, but no one likes working with you. You have to be somebody that people want to work with. And they'll remember, they'll almost give you a more benefit of the doubt if you don't do as great of a product, but you're actually just someone they want to work with. Right. And not the opposite. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, too, is, is realizing that it's not a nine to five selling the experience thing. It's you have to ingrain it in who you it's 24 are. Hours a day. It's you, you wake up and you the mailman's out there. You treat the mailman as if he's going to be your next client, you know, yep. whatever it is. Even if you don't own a business, if you're out there and you have a job, you are on 100 percent of the time because you never know who could hire you. You never know where you could go. If you're a student, you are representing you every single moment. So I think the biggest thing is realizing selling the experience of people just being involved, like the fact that they get to meet you should be a pleasure for mm-hmm. them. Not, not like, oh, this person is, is mean. They don't care. They, they're hating life. I mean, we have enough of those people out there. So I think selling an experience is the biggest thing. And, and, and even just like in the reviews, I mean, people like the reason people go to see a movie is because you, people suggested it. Or if mm-hmm. you're going to a city, let's say Nashville, Scott's favorite city. Yeah. <laughs> um, you might ask a friend that's been there before, hey, where'd you go? Like, where'd you get some food at? Or, or what'd you guys yeah, do or there? Or I go to the website for a hotel. I'm right. looking instantly at reviews. Reviews, instantly. It could be the nicest hotel in the world. But if everybody says the place was a, a wreck or the people were just unfriendly, yep. I'm not going. Exactly. And social media is also a place that I think people underestimate what they're being looked at as, that people don't realize you are on display, like you said, 24 hours a day, that by you just on your personal profile, posting things about bad experiences you had with somebody or or just some of your thoughts about political stuff, or you're just coming across as a person that's not really who you're presenting yourself as a business, it's not helping you. You have to remember that just because it's not your business page or your business Twitter, people can find out anything they want about you. Oh, yeah. And they sure as heck should not be coming across posts that are blasting somebody or blasting an experience like behind other people's back. Right. Because like you said, you could have 500, I guarantee if I look through all my friend lists on Facebook, it's not all people that are just my friends. They're people that might give me opportunities for business. Right, exactly. And if they see me as a person that's nonstop complaining or nonstop ridiculing this or ridiculing this, it's just as bad as if they were to see 4LC Studios doing it. Yeah, exactly. Because right. I own the company. Like it, People, I think, underestimate that. The amount of people we see that do stuff on their personal Facebook pages or Twitters, and I'm like, dude. Do you not realize that like your customers are also seeing this? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it it's crazy. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Everything is a billboard, I'm telling it's, you. It's just ridiculous. And you should look at it as an awesome opportunity that everyone sees you on display at all times and utilize it. But if you are someone that's paying no attention to it, 
it might be the reason that you're having some difficulty with with this situation. So remember, you're always on display. Remember, networking relationships is absolutely vital to this. Mm. I encourage you to check out um, Pablo Shanley. He's doing a cool little series about these things. Just really good, um, useful information for, for a lot of you people that I know just reach out to me all the time asking how how I got started, how I build relationships, how I do all that kind of stuff. The answer is simple. I just start by friending people and seeing where it goes from there and just don't overthink it, but make sure you're an easy person to work with. Yeah, you want to go, I think that like if you want to take anything from this, you want to enter into every single conversation with each person, not looking to gain anything from them, but just to give them as much as you can. Yep. And naturally, because you're going in like with this whole mentality of like, I'm just here to I'm just here to give you a smile. I'm just here to actually care about you. People will come back and be like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Like they want to yep. know what you're doing, how you do things. And, and I'm, t- I'm telling you, people will start giving you free meals and start pay, you know, throwing money at you just because you're, you're likable and just yep. because you're good at what you do. Um, and I think that's something that can go a long way for anybody in any field. Yep. Well, it's awesome. And I think this was just a valuable episode. Hopefully you thought it was valuable as well. Would love to connect with you on Twitter at Scott W. McKenna and Pablo's at Pablo Farnan on Twitter. That's it. And those will both be in the show notes. So connect with us, say hello, tell us what you thought, give us some feedback, and we appreciate you being here. Have a fantastic day. Be kind to one another. Wasn't that the old slogan back in the day on like Jerry Springer or something it like was, that? Right? Be kind to yourself and each other. Because <laughs> the people That's, on that show did that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It was like the entirely opposite. That was the most random ending to a show anyway. Regardless, have a great day. Thanks for listening.